and but, I had him like, don't ask about 9-11, don't ask about 9-11. But I well, it, it was very close. It was, yeah. you know. I would, remember 9-11? Um, not really, unfortunately. I remember that there was a tank in front of my house. Whoa. Walking home that day being like, random. <laughs> <laughs> they get that in here. But my, definitely my... Buddy, you're not going to be able to park that Right, <laughs> exactly. Is this street legal? Uh, Hi, Nico. What's up, Con? Not much. I love you. I love you. No homo. Mm, a little bit of homo for me. Just a little bit. Just a smidge. From two guys who are never part of the boys club, we want to welcome you into ours. Welcome to Boys Club. This is our podcast. About boys. And about other things. Like their clubs. And the things we were a part of. Hockey. And we're not a part of. Bagels. Wait, did you say we were a part of hockey? I wasn't. Me neither. Welcome to the club, boys. Grab a bagel. Grab what do boys eat? <laughs> Grab a bagel. I was like, what do boys eat? Hey, Con. Hi. How was, how was your Halloween weekend? My Halloween weekend was beautiful. I'm excited because um, I was counting down the seconds until it was over because now it's Christmas. So, which <laughs> leads us into my boys' club. club. That is my boys' club. My boys' club is people that is. I was actually I was on Christmas on at the end of Friday night, at the end of the 29th. I didn't realize that people were going to be so into like the 30th and the 31st. It was funny because I I was talking on the 30th. I was coaching a game that day and I was talking to the kids and I was like, "How was your Halloween?" And they're like, "It's not Halloween yet." And I was like, "Oh, I forgot. You guys celebrate like on the day. It's not like Halloween yet." Yes. For you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there were people walking around at 3 p.m. Like, our school's not functional anymore. I think that they. Well, I didn't even have work yesterday because of Halloween. They so, were like, "No after school soccer practice. We have to trick or treat." And I was like, "I have the dumbest job in the world. <laughs> I get every holiday." Halloween is so weird because it's like a fake. It's like a. I don't even know, like, what kind of holiday it is, a pagan, I don't, whatever, but, like, it's not real. Like, it's just, like, a weird day that society has agreed to. It's fun, though. I think of all the holidays, though, it's probably the least, I don't know. Actually, I don't know the history on it, but it's probably the most, like, just pure fun. Pure joy, pure fun. Everybody can participate. I love the Halloween season. The day of Halloween is incredibly chaotic, and that's fine. Well, a little bit of, like, crotchety old man came out of me yesterday when I was watching the kids trick-or-treat and go into, like, all the businesses, because that's kind of, like, what New York kids yes. say trick-or-treat. Yes, they go into the tattoo shops. And I was like, candy. well, of course, they can't just, like, come knock on our apartment doors. No, 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 <laughs> Which no. is, like, the grumpy old man in me, but... Yes, but I, on Friday night, after I went home and I watched... Immediately Christmas. Christmas with the cranks. As I went that. Like, I'm ready. Is that your favorite Christmas movie? Yeah, I really love that. I think that Rotten Tomatoes was wrong. I think that they were, they didn't get it right. They don't always get it right. Leave a review on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, can anyone? I don't know. Maybe, okay. I, if that, yeah. My review would be that it was incredible. Also, Tim Allen, because we went as Buddy and, no. Buddy. Woody. <laughs> Buzz and Woody. I'm sorry, I just had a stroke. Um, we went as Woody and Buzz Lightyear. For Halloween this year. Tim Allen, and Tom Hanks, straight icons. Yeah. And... <laughs> So, but Tim Allen is in Christmas with the Cranks. He, is. I don't know if I've seen that one. You haven't seen Christmas with the Maybe Cranks? Maybe I have. Maybe oh, I have. oh my God, it's iconic. Okay, my favorite is Christmas Vacation. Do you know that one? Okay, I a little bit do. I know Julia Louis. I know Julia Louis Dreyfus a little bit. She of is in that one, and it's one of the reasons I love that movie. We watched it in ninth grade um, algebra class before our teacher retired because her husband moved to DC to be in the FBI, Mrs. Minton, <laughs> and feminism. <laughs> Maybe not actually feminism. Um. <laughs> Well, <laughs> she stopped working for his job. Okay, so maybe not. <laughs> so actually not. Maybe not. quite the opposite effect. But I remember because it was at all. I went to an all boy, the boys know this. I went to an all boys Catholic school, and anytime there was a woman, she was hot. But it doesn't matter. But anytime there was a woman, it was just like, oh, this is a safe space. We're we're safe here. Yeah. 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 She showed us that movie. I um. She also was a Republican, which I later learned. Tough. And she said something pro life 
my dad's going to get mad. <laughs> Keep it in. She said something pro-life to my dad. And I remember him telling me that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of my high school teachers, like if I'm still friends with them on Facebook, they post some stuff I'm, I don't need to see. Yes, no, this it, one It colors woman. my image of them in a way I don't want to know. Oh, completely. Pamela is her married name. She was... <laughs> Holy doctor in <laughs> biology. I remember she showed us the miracle of life, full bush, as, as everyone knows. And she now I on Instagram, her she's one of those bios that is like mother, faith, Christ, mm-hmm. what well, follower. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I was like, that's so weird because the gay kids, you were the track coach. The gay kids were obsessed with you, and you like were obsessed with them back. I don't know when you turned crazy, but yeah. maybe I don't know. Maybe you can be all those things and also an ally at the same time. It didn't say ally. I'm going to out myself as somebody who did watch the first few episodes of the new season of Big Mouth last night, and <laughs> they have a character in it this year, or this season, who is, like, super religious, and I think that's really funny because that is, like, you know, it's a whole... Something they haven't tapped into. Somebody who's, like, goes to youth group. Yes. We've talked about this plenty. It's a whole group of people. Yeah. Who are 22 and moms, and a more important wife follower, Proverbs eleven seventeen. What is, do you know Proverbs? Is that a made up one or do you know that no, one? No, I don't know what that is. I know. Anytime I see that, I'm like, oh, nar. But like a lot of times it's like, because you'll look up like people on The Bachelor and you'll be like, oh, this person's so fun. And then it's like, oh, but they're a follower. <laughs> and it's like, I'm a follower, but I also listened and he said, don't tell everybody. <laughs> Jesus said that. Keep it a secret. Keep it to yourself. Yeah, keep something a secret. Yeah. Okay. Sure, don't tell. My Boys Club this week is also Halloween related. Okay. Um, as I was just telling you and our guest, my I made my own Buzz Lightyear wings this year. I know, I and I know because they were incredible. They turned out really good. They I'm, were so incredible that I felt bad. I'm horrible at arts and crafts. Issa, our friend Issa, who was our last guest on the pod for the boys listening in sequence, um, did help me, and she's very artistically talented. So they turned out really great. And I was walking from Jesse's house to Hart Bar. She's our babysitter. She's our literal. She's our <laughs> babysitter because she she, is I paint her, her nails. I literally, like I would with a babysitter, paint her nails, and then apparently she walks to Maddie's house and helps you make a Halloween costume. She really is our That's babysitter. babysitter vibes. <laughs> That's funny. Did you notice her nails when she was doing Yeah, it? they looked great. Okay. I called her to, to confirm when we were going to meet up, and she was like, don't be mad, Connor's painting my nails. And I was like, I don't care. <laughs> I did the first coat, and then she did the good coats. So. <laughs> exactly. And that's kind of exactly what I did. I did the left wing, and she did the right wing, and hers is much better than mine was. But um, all that to say, I was walking to Hart Bar, and I was talking to a straight guy. I don't remember who it was, but I was talking to a straight guy, and... I was like talking about my costume and I was like, yeah, the wings turned out really great. I was like so pleasantly surprised. I'm so not artistically talented and I'm like really proud of how these turned out. And he was like, wow, really bragging about yourself there, Nico. And I was like, why do straight guys socialize this way? I'm not trying to have a contest with you. (laughs) I like just was really proud of my like crafts project that my friend mostly did. I'm kind of bragging about her. Like I don't, isn't that but then Wait, I was like, that why is do straight really guys weird. always do that? Wait, but you were just, now we might have to cut this, but you were telling me a story about another straight guy that said something similar. Yes. So it's giving this. I was thinking about that this morning. There was another straight guy we know who was talking to our dear friend Michael Aber and was doing the same kind of thing, like putting him down in that way. And it's like, why do we, I think I'm just like in a bubble of being around like a lot of queer people who like don't talk that way and are like, oh yeah, your wings are awesome. Like, that's so yeah. cool. Do you think that the guy was threatened because you were shirtless on the way to the bar? That's your fault. <laughs> I had a shirt on, and then I was like, okay, we have... And you were like, no, let's go shirtless, and then I was fucking freezing. It was not a good idea. I offered you my jacket. Yeah, it, that was the other thing, is you were like, let's go shirtless, and then you put a jacket on over your shirtless body, and I was like, this isn't fair. I have wings. I can't just keep them... After I open. left, I actually thought to myself, I said, I should have given Nico my flannel. 
They wouldn't fit over my wings. No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Say But anyway, that's that's my boys' cover this week. I think you have to be that every year for the rest of your life. It was fun. Once you have a costume like that, I don't it's know where my like wings are. Costume. I think they're at Issa's house. Oh well. Hang them on the wall. I should hang them on the wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a Heisman. Yeah. <laughs> are you, Heisman. Are you impressed with that? I am impressed with that. Heisman trophy. Um, I think it's time to bring our guest in. Boys. Our guest today is an incredible stand-up comedian and was our one of our very first comics on our first ever boys club show he did an incredible job on that 363 days ago yeah he has his own podcast uh called exploration live that also has a monthly live show at union hall you should absolutely check it out on spotify apple music and their in person show at union hall boys please welcome Charlie Barty. Hey, Hi. what's up, everybody? I apologize if I just pronounced your last name wrong. Is it Barty? Yeah. Barty. But you got it before, I, and I wasn't going to say anything. Oh. And you kind of caught it, no problem. Okay, because I was, that was one of on my notes of things to ask you was to oh, double sure. check on pronouncing your last name. It's, when you have to remember, like, five things, it can be really easy for, like, two or three of them to slip <laughs> through. Like, I really understand that. Are you not I, sensitive about your name pronunciation? No. Because it's spelled wrong. It's like spelled. Mm. It's like spelled in kind of a fake way, and it's like a fake last name. Right. It's like an Ellis Island sort of. <laughs> Wait, what do you think it was before? Well, what it was before. Okay, the actual story of it is that it was my great grandfather was Armenian, and his last name was Bagdigian. Kardashians. Yeah, exactly. No, exactly. And that's then, why you're beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> and that's and he, when he moved to France, he moved to Paris. He changed it to Bardet, mm. which in French is like like the spelling of it makes sense as the, with the pronunciation. But then when my family moved from France to America, it didn't really translate. Yeah. And yet we, it just I actually would go with Bardet with Bardi if my first name weren't Charlie. Mm-hmm. But then the rhyming is like a little too cutesy, and I don't gotcha. think I, I don't feel like somebody who has a cutesy little name. Gotcha. But I do read. I read my last name wrong all the time. Like <laughs> in my head, I'm like Barty. No. <laughs> so you're Wait, really not I alone. I feel that way about Connor with one N. It's like this is totally fault. And if you spell it with two, you're actually right. And my mom is wrong. Connor is a hard one. It. And you know what else? It's. I think about it with Allison, yeah. and I think about it all the time with the comedian Allison O'Connor because I'm like one you N. have. Constantly, I'm like every amount of consonants in this is confusing to me. Yes. Is it one L one S? I think she's. Two L's, one S, one, one N. N. I remember that it's one N because I have a mnemonic, which is that it's O C O N O R. Her last name is O'Connor. Okay. So yes. it's like okay, it's just one and one of each little. It goes back and forth like that. I have so many questions. Anytime someone says they came over on Ellis Island, family. <laughs> I actually don't know if it was literally Ellis Island. Wait, but I'm happy to answer. Wait, so they came <laughs> in like half. the yeah. the 1920s, the 1920s. No, they came my on my dad's side. They're French. They came actually in like the 60s or late 50s. Okay, so not Ellis Island. Cool. But my other family actually I think did come through Ellis Island, and that they were German Jews, refugees from the Holocaust. Sorry to say. Have you seen the movie Brooklyn? No. Okay, it's completely irrelevant then. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I would love to hear... I actually love hearing you guys talk about movies that I don't know. And I'm like, Ooh. She comes over on Ellis Island. And mm-hmm. anytime someone talks about Ellis Island, I'm like, oh my God, this is just like Brooklyn. Who is she? <laughs> she is Saoirse Ronan. Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I actually... Wait, you have seen this movie? No, but I know it. Okay, so... I know about Saoirse Ronan. I think about this movie almost every day. Because it's a very, like, coming-of-age movie. Yes. Whereas at the beginning of the movie, she comes over on this boat, and mm-hmm. she has terrible diarrhea. And right. then this, like 
hot girl is like, hey, here's how you don't get diarrhea on this boat. You got to do X, Y, and Z. And Very then real storyline. Yes. What yes. Would yeah. And then later. That's so true. It's, like, <laughs> and it's valid because if you are in a boat, you are having diarrhea. Especially with also like that is like what friends do for each other. Yeah. Or like I, my friends and I are always giving each other like anti-diarrhea tips. <laughs> yes. Yes. I know. I mean, to be a queer man in this world is to just like have a complete warlike relationship with your bowels. No, so, exactly. Thank you for validating that. <laughs> Literally. And then later in the movie, she has to come back. She goes back to Ireland. Doesn't matter. She's like back on the boat. Mm-hmm. And then there's this other girl who has really bad diarrhea. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, hey, here's what you got to do. X, Y, Z. So like, yes. Wait, that's circle. sweet. That literally yeah. works for me. Yeah. Like even like when plot is like connected like that, I'm like, oh my God, like the beginning. <laughs> yes. Yes. I know. So I'm amazing. a sucker for that. Too. Growth. Yeah. Growth. It does work. I'm reading a book about Ireland. But I just started it last night. It's called, give me a second, I'll remember it. <laughs> it's called Say Nothing. And it's a, a not non-profit, what's it called? Non-fiction. I'm getting there. <laughs> it's a non-fiction book about the Troubles, which Wait, was like, is the Troubles is like the conflict in Northern Ireland between like oh. the Catholic Irish people and like the Protestant Irish people. And the oh. Protestant Ir- Irish people were like loyal to like Britain. And there was so. Ireland is so white. Just the wars between it last night. Christians. It's a Christian war. It's and actually, what I, I didn't realize in this book is that it wasn't like, like it wasn't like, oh, we don't like you. Like it's political. They were like, it was like racism. Like they were like, like Protestants in Northern Ireland were like, Catholic people are disgusting scum. Like they are vermin, and it, it, it was like a racial hatred. It wasn't like you know. Oh, they're annoying. It was like yeah. vicious, yeah. mean, mean, angry. Wait, yeah. what year is this? This was, The Troubles were like, I think kind of all through the 20th century, but this book takes place in like the 60s and yeah. 70s, so which is later. I text my mom and find out what side we were and on. That was Probably the, the Catholic the side. Catholic, yeah. Catholic. But where in Ireland are you from? <laughs> County Mayo. You know it? No. Is that northern or southern? I'm it's eastern. <laughs> And I feel like that, uh, yeah, so to be included. The eyes. I, is that what it is? <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember, like, part of my Catholic upbringing was very, like, my grandparents being like, we've been oppressed. And I was like, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's, yeah. Not in the United States. I think right. we're okay. Wait, Catholic? I mean, they have, absolutely. But, like, I was like, we but should not But wasn't that be- also a thing here? Like, it was like, being Catholic here was like, when JFK was elected, people were like, that's wow. That's the thing that my Catholic grandparents <laughs> love to call back on. They're like, yeah. he was the only Catholic president until Biden. And it's like, okay, well, right, but people have been more oppressed. Settle down. <laughs> I mean, definitely that is true. It is, well, never mind. <laughs> like, gonna go into, you don't need to talk about, like, Judaism and, like, <laughs> Racial animus. Wait, do you remember on Rugrats when his grandparents? <laughs> yes. Yes, they're from the old yeah. country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 the yeah. old country. It's probably like Russia. Yeah. Eastern European Jew. Stuff. And they, did they leave during the Holocaust? Probably. Or earlier, because it was like, there was <laughs> like, you know, there's a lot of like pogroms before mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. that were like, you know. Uh. I wanted to talk also... It's been such a hard time for our world. Yeah. It's been a time. hard, like, few hard millennia. <laughs> <laughs> it's been honestly tough. Okay, like the thing of you being like, oh, I wanted to ask you about your last name, but I didn't. I was like, when you guys were talking in the beginning about Halloween, I had so much to say. Wait, and I was going to ask you, because you grew up here, right? I did grow up here. Yeah. So I was like, here's my insight about Halloween. Wait, where did you live? I lived in... And then I won't cut you off. Uh, like, Chinatown, Soho. Oh, wait, Whoa. did you see Not... the movie In America? No. Okay, go on. <laughs> I love that. He's a cinephile. <laughs> I know, I'm seriously, I'm seriously like, you are like a scholar, and you're learning. <laughs> no, 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 but none of these movies are, are critically acclaimed. But that doesn't matter, and actually makes you more of like a... You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's like scholarship. I love movies, and yeah. not film movies. Right. No, no, no. <laughs> Exactly, not films. Movie. Right. And that's what I love about it. It's not it. Criterion. Yeah. It's like, right. 
no i really respect that um the thing with like halloween is you, the trick is you need to find somebody who lives in a high rise and i had a friend who lived in like a really really big high rise and then you do so well on candy because the door like the doors are so dense like yeah. you know you have so much, there's such a density of yeah. apartments that you like go so fast and you get so much candy that's what i remember who was your friend in a high rise my friend milo and oh. he lived in uh, what's it called? Rebecca. Not, yes, thank you. Ugh, I, knew, I you, always know where Rich. But it, oh, are. Battery Park City, actually. Oh, cool. Wait, so you grew up in Soho, Chinatown? Yeah. Okay. What? How did you end up there? Um, my parents had lived there for like a few years before. They always lived downtown. They're both from. My mom is from Queens. My dad grew up in Manhattan, and they'd always lived downtown. They lived in like it was like a. We grew up in like a converted loft kind of apartment building, like, or it was basically like um. A former factory that they had like converted, cool. which was re- it was really cool as a place to grow up. It was rent stabilized, so it was really cheap, but it was also like derelict. It was like falling apart. Yeah, like we had a horrible mouse infestation. The elevator was always broken. Like there were places we weren't allowed to like stand. We couldn't drink the water. Classic New York. Yeah, it really was like a like very it, as an apartment it had like a lot of character. Yeah. In but, my head, I'm like, don't ask about 9/11. Don't ask about 9/11. But I well, it, it, it was very close. It was yeah. you know I would, remember 9/11. Um, not really, unfortunately. I remember that there was a tank in front of my house. Whoa. Walking home that day being like, random. <laughs> <laughs> I get that in here. But my, definitely my... Buddy, you're not going to be able to park that Right, so. <laughs> exactly. Is this street legal? <laughs> um, but, yeah, we, it was like a cool place to live and then it was like dangerous because it was really like, like we would get like stuck in the elevator all the time yeah. and then one time the elevator doors opened but just like within the shaft <laughs> and we were like, uh, that's not good. <laughs> So it was a lot like that stuff. Yeah. Where do your parents live now? My dad lives on the Upper East Side. My mom lives on the Upper West Side. <laughs> okay, cool. So they, yeah. Like a down from both sides. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, they moved um, uptown, sort of. Um, well, yeah, post-divorce. Would you, they moved uh, apart and also simultaneously up in the world. So that's yeah. incredible. Yeah, exactly. Well, my dad lived in like uh, I lived with him in like four different apartments on like the Lower East Side for a while, which were yeah. also like kind of derelict, but. Then Upper East Side, we kind of landed there, and that was cool. it's you know it's nice. Yeah. The Upper West Side is kind of nicer than the Upper East Side, in my opinion. I like oh. the Upper West Side a lot. Also, my that. mom is Jewish, and my dad is Christian, so there was a lot of like it was like Jewish Christian, like yeah. which is kind of the vibe of that them. Is, yeah. That is actually how they work. That's interesting. Um, and well, then you're in Crown Heights. Yes. We won't say where on the pod week for safety. It's okay. <laughs> well, I actually think my address is pretty public online. Yeah. I, I bet I you someone could find it. I want. I know. I worry about that sometimes. They could find us, I guess. Probably. Anyway. But I'm kind of like, why would you want to? Yeah. What, just send me a nice gift? Like, be my guest. I don't have stuff for you to take. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Exactly. Like, okay. Like, yeah, it's me. my bike, I guess. We'll see. Um, What were you for Halloween this year? Um, Okay. Well, one of the things I wanted to say about Halloween is like, yeah, it is crazy that it's so many days. It's like enough is enough. It's too many days. I did also get to like Monday yesterday and was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like (laughs) I've been doing this for a year already. It's like pride in that way. It is like pride. You get to Sunday and you're like, no more. Right. I'm like absolutely out of the game. But Friday night I was, I have this like cookie monster costume. So it's cookie monster, which is cute. And it's easy. It's like prefab, like, you know, just kind of throw it on. Um, it's like sort of a headpiece really with like, you know, cookie monster drapery. And then, um, on Saturday, I, that was reused. And then I reused my Saturday costume as well. I was Helga Pataki from Hey Arnold, which actually was a costume that like four years ago I made, like found all the pieces to it and it works really well. Maybe I should save my wings and bust that back out. 
Yeah, yeah, as long as you don't do, you know, like give it some time, but yeah. then yeah, so one day take it off your wall and put it back on. <laughs> yeah. I do think that like Halloween being multiple days kind of dilutes it. Where yeah. I'm like, I would rather have it be like this is one night and this is yeah. where you like that you put all your energy into this yeah, Heidi yes. Klum style, like yeah. you're investing. I think that if it were on a Friday, yes, they would be that. Or a Thursday. Yes. If we're on a Thursday, right. it would be, okay, and I'm like, how can we make Halloween the shortest? Put it on a Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> because You're so right. People are going to go out on 11-1, and right. like, I right. mean, people will try, but like, 11-1. Yeah. No, but you, it's, it's like you want to wear a costume. Can I say something I learned recently yes. that I didn't know? This is like so obvious, maybe to most people. Did you know that like the days that when things are like moved by one in the week every yes, year? You know how, wait, we want to know why I was thinking about that today? Because yeah. I was like, oh, our first show was on a Thursday. So the anniversary of it is on Wednesday. Wait, is what? that right? No, Friday. You're right. I'm a moron. No, so no, no, no. You just misspoke. Okay. Wait, thank you. I just misspoke. <laughs> so, but yes. Yeah. I think Isn't that, that too, interesting? Because your birthday, like you get your birthday on a Monday and then right, on a Tuesday. And, then, and if the leap year happens, it's, then it's like... It, it skips too. Yeah. So next year, Halloween will be on Tuesday. Yeah. And then the year after, it'll be on Wednesday. And then it skips Thursday. Oh, God. Because 2024, yeah. I think... I, I, I God can't run the like, numbers. It's always, no, it is I always the, the divisible by four. four. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then the way, oh, fuck. Because you're right. Thursday would be the perfect Halloween night. <sighs> We're yeah. gonna have to wait a long yeah. time for a Thursday. Halloween. It is gonna be a long time. Oh my god. Um, do you remember Brainy from Hey Arnold, the guy that no. breathed a lot? So remember when Helga <laughs> would be like, "I'm obsessed with him." Yeah. And then oh, that's so amazing. Like, no one could hear her, and then it would be this guy breathing deeply behind her, and then she would punch him. That <laughs> yeah, was just like really important. Bit it's like yeah. a, she's an amazing character. I didn't even think about it. Like I was really only thinking about like how much do I look like this image I have on my phone of this character. Yes. But I was actually like, this character is incredible. Like this, like this abrasive, mean girl yeah. who's like mean because she is has a deep perverse obsession with the main character yeah. like she would like take his gum and make it like into a statue of him and she'd like a shrine to him yes like ah nasty she had a hot sister yes she had a hot and like super accomplished older sister yeah and her mom was like an alcoholic wow they gave her a lot of detail they did give her a lot of details her mom was like this like uh, you had this incredible voice actor who was like who was like Oh Helga, <laughs> <laughs> and was always like making like like alcoholic smoothies, and Helga was like, "Mom, why are you doing?" Oh, so good. Do you remember when Arnold was supposed to fight somebody and he was like nervous about it? So then he brings a boombox and mm-hmm. he, like does a crazy dance mm-hmm. and he's like, "You want to hit a crazy person?" <laughs> and his whole like way to get out of the fight is by being like mentally unwell. Uh, that's amazing. Wow. I love like a plot. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> and someone yeah. comes up with like a solution to their problem. <laughs> when she wants the, you know, I'm gonna watch the Christmas episode obviously yeah. today. And, yeah. Um, because it's Christmas and where she wants the Christmas boots. The Christmas boots. I don't remember. Out. Okay, you have to go watch it. Yeah, I don't. An encyclopedia. I know it's actually. This is like crazy. Like this is something like I brought up, not you. (laughs) I know, but I just like. And I don't know that much about it. I I never can keep up with the things you know. Yeah, it's amazing. There, you should feel proud. I have like intense sense memory. Wow. I don't know if that's sense. I think that's just like normal memory. <laughs> I think it's like a really sense. Really good at remembering yeah. TV shows and films. It's crazy because I can never remember how to plug the microphone in. Totally. So. That is that's a different okay, kind of I can remember that and I don't know anything Everybody about has it. a different role <laughs> in this. Someone needs to know the microphone. Someone needs to know the Hey Arnold plot lines yeah. and other plot lines of movies and stuff. Yeah. Do you and Natalie have like a, a split like who does the tech and who does like... Yeah. We were just talking about this. Like we actually... It's interesting to like... Like, at first, we really were trying to, like, split up, like, who does what pretty evenly. And then 
as it's grown, we like find that we have a natural aptitude for stuff. Sure. For a while, our split was like she would listen to the podcast, choose stuff to take out, and like give like time codes for editing, and then I would actually do the editing. And now, um, what else? She does all like the email correspondences because emails scare me. And then I do the the editing and um, uh, yeah. I actually don't know how we split it. <laughs> I'm like thinking now. I'm like, what do we do? How does it happen? <laughs> yeah. It is actually so. And to, I'm gonna talk to your guys' listeners for a second. This is so much work to do a podcast. And so I don't know when these guys are gonna monetize it, but when they do, you need to support them. And you need to, like, if they choose to do a Patreon, you need to subscribe. Because, actually, it's a a lot of work. I'm talking to you guys again, though. Yeah. And and likewise for for Charlie and Natalie's podcast. Thank you. Because I agree. This is definitely, of all the projects, all the projects, like, we work on three. But of all the things we do between, like, our live show, this, and then some, like, writing stuff we've done together... This has taken up the most time and has yeah. the least reward. <laughs> it is not financially rewarding. No, it's not. But it is fun. I really yeah. enjoy like... it. Is, it is also kind of the most fun yeah. to me. I love doing it, yeah. but it is like, well, like, I don't know how you, what server you use or whatever, but I, I was looking and I was like, oh, we like, like spend like 10 to $15 a month on like, right. just like hosting the podcast somewhere. And it's yeah. like, wait, oh, so we're losing money actually. No, exactly. <laughs> like, we're spending money to do this. Yeah. There's nothing like when, when I get that text, it's like, here's the edited podcast. And then you got to listen to yourself for an hour and a half. Oh my God. <laughs> not, no high like that. Yeah. Oh my God. I don't, I usually don't listen to the full one. That's usually Natalie's job. Yeah. Oh my God, I, lo- I, I think I listen to it sometimes twice. In fact, something that happens all the time is people text me like, oh my God, when you said this thing. And I'm like, no recollection. Yeah, don't know. <laughs> people are like, haha, you're thinking about this. I was like, yeah, why don't you remind me what my thing was? And then they'll tell me and I'm like, that's funny. Should <laughs> we start asking some more questions? What is a boys club that you are not in? That I'm not in. Can I look at my phone? Because no, I couldn't remember what I wrote. Do, 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 do. Um, okay. Well, I guess this is more talking about my past, but uh, my answer of this was high school partiers. I didn't party in high school. Okay, yeah. And I was like, I remember being in high school and like, or like I would kind, I would like go to parties, but I was not like a partier in that way. And there's so yeah. much media about like kids in high school who party and specifically like smoking weed. I never smoked weed in high school. And yeah. so it was always like, this is like this big outside mysterious thing that I like don't understand or connect with. I feel like especially my new perception of like New York is yeah. just gossip girl. So yeah. It was like, yeah. oh, they went to these like chic parties and like all this, like I imagine were kids like a little bit further along in their development? I guess I so. Like definitely there were a few, like there mm-hmm. were kids who were like doing like in kind of every direction. Like there were kids who were like, developing careers at age like 16 mm-hmm. and there were also kids who were like doing like hard drugs at age 16 and i mean i think probably generally but yeah. actually i don't know like definitely uh, kids drink everywhere so yeah, definitely. i'm not yeah. sure so much but um definitely there was like a sense of that like there was kind of that world of like both like really faint like people going to like you know upper east side like kind of rich kid parties but right, then also yeah. just like generally like People being like derelict in a lot of like different kinds of ways, yeah. and I was really like staying in on like Friday night, like getting ahead on my homework for the week, yeah, and like watching like Thursday night TV on Hulu. Yeah, I didn't, I That's didn't party in high school do. either. I didn't party at all in high school, but I feel like it would have been easier in the suburbs to like you've got the basement, you've got the garage, yeah, versus New York. 
I imagine there's nowhere it is to hide. Kind of like where do you go? The yeah. whole thing in New York and partying as a kid is like, like who is a free, like who is a free house, mm. and so that was like always where parties happened. Gotcha. Because there was not really like a public space. The other thing that would happen sometimes is like older kids in high school, like eleventh and twelfth grade boys, would like rent out warehouse spaces and then charge like kids like forty dollars to get into these parties that would then get obviously shut down within like. 30 minutes because it was like a bunch yeah. of like 16, 17 year olds. Who is and it, renting a warehouse space to a 12th grader? No, it's like insane. It's like insane. <laughs> We're and, like, we could never rent a podcast studio. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and like being 17, and these kids would make so much money because they would charge everybody like $40 yeah. to like go to these fucking parties and, and they would be in like fucking Williamsburg or Bushwick or whatever. And you would be, and like, you know, a sophomore girl would like go to the hospital because she drank too much, and then the whole the cops would shut it down. And yeah. okay, I was in a party here for the first three years, and then mm-hmm. somewhere in the third year, I actually became an alcoholic. Oh, and then I was like, now I love party. Zero to hundred. I went zero yeah. to hundred. Yeah, as I do. But but you're right. It was like garages and pools. Yeah. and sneaking into like arboretums and right. like. There's a there's more of a place to like sneak maybe yeah, in the yes. suburbs a little bit. Yeah, I mean for the most part, many people have garages and basements. Right. Yeah. So there was always like something. Yeah. And then I grew up in Savannah, and the big thing was you would take the boat because it was on a river. So you would take Whoa. the boat out to an island called Wausau that was like you could only get to by boat. Whoa. And out there. Whoa. Which oh. is not safe because then people would that's drive the boat. But right. My boyfriend talked about that. He grew up on Long Island, and he was like, "Yeah, you could go to like a." There was like a not a public park, but like a public like forest, yeah. and like there's like an island you could get to, and like yeah. that's where all the drinking happened. Definitely, we would go. We would like actually one thing about Gossip World that is true is like we would sometimes hang out on the Met steps, <laughs> <laughs> but like not be drinking. It would be like literally just like eating over. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> hanging out. We would hang out a lot in like th- this is probably more suburban, but like in like Barnes and Noble. Like you know there are like places in the city that are like kind of like malls. Yeah. Um. So like there was some of that, but the Barnes and Noble on the Upper West Side, on the Upper East Side, oh. it's closed. It's actually no, it doesn't. I think it's like a Target now or something. R.I.P. Yeah, but it was like that was like the spot after school. Tar- yeah. I just remember that senior year of high school. I'm not bragging. This is embarrassing. This is literally embarrassing. Mm-hmm. I peed on this girl's finished basement. No one even knows. I don't mm-hmm. know if people know. Uh-huh. I, like, they do peed. now. I was in crazy. I was a, I was a drunkard. Yeah. But I. Oh, yeah, you have stand-up about that. You really were. I was going to say about that, that that's how I was with weed. Like, I didn't do it in high school, and then I did it in college and smoked so much weed and, like, really almost, like, derailed my life in a big way. If I had started smoking weed in college, I probably would have been... Because I have really only started smoking weed within the last, like, year or so. Mm -hmm. And certainly had I... I feel like even now, sometimes I have to, like, check myself about how often I use and, like, whatever. But I... when a, a younger me absolutely wouldn't. Yeah, People I was are like, dreamed. it's not addictive. Anything that is enjoyable is addictive. Right, exactly. <laughs> like everything is right. addictive. Yeah. Ice cream is addictive. It's right. all yeah, addictive. Anything could be. But yeah. I peed on this girl's finished basement. She just finished her basement. And uh, this is a sad story. Mm-hmm. I peed on it. And then. This isn't the house that burned down. So, Nico, two houses burned down. This one they didn't build back better? This one, <laughs> this, she just left town. <gasps> this one, now she. Well, how did it burn down? I don't know. Just oh. like they found some I have no the idea. <laughs> they burned it, yeah. But it just occurred to me that I was like so stressed about it, and it's like, don't stress. The house is gonna burn down. It's right. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> they're okay. they're gonna figure out a, a, a solution to this. This will yeah. no longer be an issue. Yeah. This will be. It'll be ash. It'll be dust. Oh my, oh my god. Yeah. You do you didn't smoke in high school, did you? 
No, but I have my crush who used to take me to play practice and then moved to Bed-Stuy and reached out. And I was like, no, I'm not rekindling old flames. Was But he was straight at the time. Well, and he Not anymore? They all not are. anymore, no. Slay. And he would get really high and would go to Wawa. And I remember being like, this is so cool. Oh. I never smoked it. Wait, that's such a, like a dream. Like having like a, cr- a little crush in high school. Yeah. It's like now like romance is like, it's still fun and cool. But like romance and sex are like, they're still good. But like it's different than like having a crush in high school. Wait, I think that's even that is as much of a boys' club as the partying one is like yes. high school romance. Well, that was the thing of like being gay in high school. Who was I talking to? I was talking about this with someone, and maybe this is kind of obvious, but like the thing of like right, like gay people are so good at school because, and not all of them, <laughs> not universally, but like because it's just such a clear way to sublimate if you yeah. don't have like a romantic life going on, and that's yeah. literally yes. what was happening mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. I was like oh, I don't have, like, romantic prospects. I'm, like... And also, because it's kind of... I was, like, what am I going to do? Like, go to parties? Like, so much of the appeal of that is, like, oh, like, the sexual potential possibility. And so I'm, like, that's fine. I'm just going to be, like, so insanely, like, smart at school that, like, I'll scare everybody. (laughs) Wait, were you out in high school? Yeah. Cool. From, like, ninth grade. Okay, New York. That's awesome. And I was one of, like, two kids in my grade. I was like not super out. No, you know, and it was like the kind of thing where it was like everybody was like, "What if?" Yeah, I know. Well, it's like there was so much of that that I was obviously like, so like, oh, he's so fucking annoying, (laughs) Kevin. Like he was like a sweet guy. Kevin, Kevin Groom. Mm -hmm. In high school, he said, "Hey, tomorrow, all the gay kids are gonna cover our mouths with tape to protest something." Yeah, and I was like. Don't out me at this place, you <laughs> fucking bitch. He's like, I'm seeing by the way you kind of act that you might want to be covering your mouth with tape. like, you want us to not talk? Right, and you're be... like, that is homophobic. Yeah, <laughs> you can't do that. Power, We're not going to so. sing anymore? Yeah, that right. crazy. Right. That's I know. Crazy. I definitely was like opted out of being involved in a lot of like gay activism, GSA stuff yeah. in school. Yeah. I was like, uh-uh, I'm not doing that. Which, yeah. You know. I don't even think we had a GSA. We did not. Yeah. What was the vibe of your high school? Um, we had one kid who came out my senior year, and mm-hmm. everybody was blown away by that. Mm-hmm. And um, which, in retrospect, not a surprise. Like mm-hmm. you know, he wasn't exactly like I. Uh, yeah. Where so, is he now? I don't know. I haven't kept up, but um, but yeah. I mean, Savannah, not super. Yeah. Yeah, not super queer friendly at the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I there, definitely wasn't out. There's a thing that happens, like. Like, my high school also wasn't so, like, even though it was, like, it wasn't, like, queer unfriendly, but it was, like, you know, I was one of, like, two out gay kids in a class of, like, 200. Yeah. But, like, two or three years below me, like, there were way more. Yeah. And now, it's interesting that it really was, like, like within two years, it became, like, everybody's genderqueer. Like, yeah. it really switched fast. Yeah. I feel like we talk about this sometimes, because we're not very far apart in age, but, like, just... Your experience and my experience seem very different in terms yeah. of the way that you also were more like. I was so closeted in high school, right. even to myself. Like, just I think my out. brother was four years behind me in school, and I feel like it was a way more just like inclusive, gay friendly. My brothers are all gay. Every all, I have six brothers are all gay. Wait, but is that true? I have two brothers. They're both gay. Wow, that's amazing. Isn't that yes. crazy? I also knew that from your stand up, I guess. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but that is like that's cool. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. that's literally yeah. like because I have two brothers and they're both straight, yeah. which oh, is wait, like are you the middle? I'm the oldest. Oh, I'm the oldest too. oh yeah. Cheers. Boys club. Yeah, that's why you that are... is a boys club actually. Yeah. 
Like, I feel like that is in the boys' club is knowing how to plug the mics in. Wait, I've yeah, been okay. I've been trying to maybe think about this, write about this. My so were you? I was such an asshole to my younger siblings as a kid. I think mm-hmm. a lot of older siblings are because mm-hmm. you just like don't know how to act, and you yeah. have these people you get to boss around. Right, like they right. just it's in, it's baked into your life that you have people that yeah. you get to subject to whatever go pick me up some yeah. whatever yeah and like my siblings will be like you you were an asshole and i'm like i'm like i know but it's like it's not fair you didn't have anybody to boss around right you know <laughs> what like i mean you would have been you would have like, also yeah. been an asshole exactly like structurally yeah you could have been in the same thing you but like, been right. just like i was doomed me. to yeah. fail yeah <laughs> yeah did you date in high school yes i had some i had some boyfriends loosely mm-hmm. like a loose term on that Oh, I was going to say, though, about, about high school crushes, as we were talking earlier. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's... I don't know if I've ever had anything in my adult life that is as all-consuming mm-hmm. as having a crush is in high school. It's crazy. It's all you think about. And yeah. College, I think it drove me down. College, college, I had so. some college crushes that really did ruin my life. Oh, yeah. Like, years lost. Oh, like, yeah. years. That was me, too. Because that's when I started to actually, like, come into my queer identity a little bit more. Right. And even when I was closeted, was still having crushes and just, like, not knowing it. And, right. like truly all i thought about all the it's crazy it's actually crazy how much you structure your life around it yeah yeah, yeah I, remember I don't know how i Snapchat. ate slept did any got any homework done you eat because you're like i want if maybe if i go to this dining hall like they'll be there literally like, you are structuring yeah. every encounter yeah. on the hopes that you'll run into them right it's exactly psychotic. it is it's actually it is psychotic <laughs> like you do feel and i actually think it's like it's like like you actually are a little bit in psychosis because of how much you like yeah are believing in this thing that is like or you believe it, it's like you're projecting so much onto a person. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Do you think that your crush, were your crushes queer? Well, actually, so okay. In high school, I had a bunch of straight crushes. In college, and still straight. Yes. <sighs> okay. I know, which is pretty like. I just think okay. vibes are vibes. You know what I mean? Like I you're not. A crazy we've talked person. about this before. Whenever you've, it's like there vibes is are something vibes. There. there is something there. They're giving you something. I did have a crush on my straight best friend my senior year of college, which is a little bit like late and irresponsible to be doing that. And that is one where I'm like, vibe is vibe. Like you know, there I was picking up on something, but he is still straight. So. Oh. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, I had a crush on this guy when I was a senior. I, when I started drinking, I was like obsessed, completely in love with this guy. Right. Who the just got scout? married to a woman, the Boy Scout. Wow. But like, the I will show scout. you their That's wedding pictures story. and you can let me know what you <laughs> right. think about <laughs> right. the situation. I can't be, like, I don't want to have, I'm not in love with David Beckham, even though he's hot. Because David Beckham has never made me feel any certain way. Sure. He doesn't give me any energy. Right. David Beckham is, we'll yes. Mm. He doesn't look at me right. like. When I talk with David Beckham, <laughs> it's totally platonic. It's completely yeah. one sided. Yeah. Exactly. I feel like with vibes, you're, I don't know. Right, you're you, picking up on something. So yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, you're picking up on something. Even it, like, also, like, straight guys do like to flirt with gay guys. Mm-hmm. Like, they do. They just, I think like, they like. They should be arrested for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I actually think it's amazing and fun, and I'm appreciative of them doing it. Lock them I up. love, although now that's from a safe space of feeling, like, secure. Like, yeah. you know, but I love to flirt with a straight guy safely, and, like, you know, that they love it too. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, fun for the whole family. It's also probably good for them to get some like test runs on socialization and like a yeah it is it's yeah. literally like you're welcome yeah. you know what i mean yeah yeah right. oh, god it's <laughs> so fun to do that <laughs> are you generally attracted to people who have that more like maybe mas- masculine not really it yeah. was i really was like that in high school like mm-hmm. i really was in that thing of like being a gay guy and being like i will never be happy because i'm only attracted to like straight men mm-hmm. and now i really don't feel like that it's like i love 
faggy guys yeah. i love i mean i love like gay people so much and i feel so grateful to be out of that mm-hmm. and it, it's actually one of the things in my life where i'm like i remember being so deep in that like being yeah. like i keep falling in love with straight guys i'm i'm attracted to masculinity and like actually like turned off by like gayness mm-hmm. and thank god i'm free from that like yeah. what a f- fucking bummer of a position that is to be in i think a lot of i mean i i felt that myself as well like, yeah. I feel like a lot of queer people go through that where yeah. like, especially if you're coming out in a space that doesn't have a lot of queer right people right. in it like i even noticed from my own like relationships like mm-hmm. the way i've leaned more into like and the people i'm attracted to it has become increasingly more like like i would not think twice about a straight girl anymore like that right. just vibe and that energy is like is not attractive to me anymore. yeah uh, word yeah. and i love dating gay people yeah it's amazing Ugh, I, love I think that my brain. So you talk about like how crushes have ruined your life. Mm-hmm. I think that my brain has been controlled by men five times in my mm-hmm. life. Five men, mm-hmm. and I hope one day that I can have put them all around a table mm-hmm. and kill them. But I think that <laughs> the first two mm-hmm. absolutely straight, and the last three, yeah, gay, right. So I think yeah, that's nice. That thing that like it's a nice little arc. By the time yeah. that we get to third, did yeah. we ever make out? Absolutely not. Right. Did we ever? do anything more than vibe absolutely not but it's like hey he's gay and that's progress that is it's literally <laughs> progress it's progress it's a gay one. Oh my it god yes oh, posting on snapchat now for a gay man and not a straight man and that's incredible yeah exactly <laughs> that means something it does wow that's so true like i think it's funny because now i'll like sometimes i'll be on tiktok and i'll see like 21 year old gay guys like make content about like oh, i fell in love with another straight guy again mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, that really used to be me. And it's mm-hmm. so not anymore. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What is a boys club that you are in? Okay. <laughs> I have a really fun one for this, I think. Okay, cool. I'm in a throuple. That uh, is a good one. Yeah. We haven't had that yet. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. And it really does feel like a boys club. Yeah. Because actually it, like... It, maybe quite literally is. It is. It literally <laughs> is. Definitionally like... Well, it's a funny thing because kind of talking about like gay dating and the thing of like... It's actually really nice when you get to a place where you're like, oh, like I'm I'm comfortable and happy dating. You you moving away from being like, oh, I, I wish I could date a straight guy mm-hmm. to being like, it's amazing to date gay people or people who are queer or people who like understand you. And now it's like it really feels like that because it's like I'm in a relationship with two other gay guys, yeah. and yeah. it's like we literally are just gay guys together, and it's like yeah. amazing. It feels so understood. <clears throat> and they're so amazing. Ugh, and they're great. It's awesome. And it is a boys club, and it's like there's like. Kind of boys stuff, actually. Like, yeah. <laughs> like this, these are all really like boy culture things that I don't think are literally exclusive to boys, but it feels like like stuff that comes with like maybe boy socialization, where like we all play video games, oh, we all sweet. like. So it's nice. <laughs> that's awesome. Wait, Wait, do you live with? No, no, no. with either of them. Okay. Yeah. This is maybe a that's silly question, but do you guys have a group chat? Yes. And do you feel like you text in that group chat in the way that you would like text? A- a primary partner yes cool all the time i actually like that and i have a joke about it now where i'm like it's like i, I try to have jokes about the throuple and like the big joke that works is I, i'm just like yeah being in throuple is crazy we have a group chat <laughs> <laughs> and every morning i wake up and i text them good morning squad <laughs> but we actually text all day like the three of us text all day and in the way it is like a um it, it is like how you text a partner in that it's a mixture of like the most inane possible things you mm-hmm. could imagine. Yeah. And then like sometimes real stuff where you're like, Oh my God, this crazy thing happened. I need help, whatever. Yeah. Like, um, but it, it's also so fun when it's like really inane stuff. Yeah. I love texting my group chat being like, Ugh, stomach feels weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, that is funny. so no. you were, were you seeing one of them? 
Yeah, I was seeing, I've been dating Anand for like two and a half years. And then we um, met Mike on Fire Island and started dating him there. So that was like an a rom com. It is literally a rom com. (laughs) We started dating in August. So we've now been seeing the three of us for like two months. You're also bringing up Fire Island, which is yeah. another boys club that you're a part of. Yeah, totally, totally. The actually, it's actually the king of boys clubs. It is. And I have something interesting, actually, about Fire Island, which was like... And I, this summer, I, I went to Fire Island and then also went to Provincetown, like another like boys club yeah. kind of thing. Because my... Whatever. That one, I... Whatever. Um, and it was interesting because both of them are these like gay spaces where it's like they're so like gay that they actually kind of circle back to being like repressive or I don't know if it's a circle back thing but like where like a lot of these spaces are like actually like exclusive to women or like exclusive like of women yeah do you know yeah. what I'm saying yeah Sorry, I'm like now getting tired but as in okay we went to Fire Island with my friend Natalie who I you know host yeah. the show with and oh, it was like a group of boys a woman and her. on Fire Island feels incredible. It right. feels safe. You're literally like, thank you. It's and everybody Minton in algebra. Yeah, it's literally everybody's like, she's amazing. Everybody had so much fun with her. And at one point we were walking by this, like there's this famous thing on Fire Island, the Belvedere Hotel or something. Yeah, where they get naked. Right. And we went in, we we're like, oh, this is cool. We didn't know about it. We were just like, okay, cool, what is this? So like we go in and this guy at the front desk is like, oh, like, you know, I can't right now. People are coming in from the the ferry, but like if you come back, I'll give you a tour. It was like me, Natalie, and like two other friends. We're like, okay, cool. And then as we're walking out, he like pulls me aside and he's like, hey, like it's fine for now, but like you, we don't allow women in here, like because it's like a, it's a male only space. Wait, that's so fucked because they don't know how potentially she would identify. Exactly. It's like we. It's like literally that is, like that's crazy. so gender essentialist. It's so <laughs> gender essentialist, and also it's like, like. It's funny that it's like, oh, we're protecting the queer men here. It's like, yeah. no, you're just doing like male only. Like yeah. that is like the oldest kind of discrimination ever. Like, yeah. <laughs> like that's literally like boys club. And it was like that in, we went to, um, uh, in Provincetown, my friend and I, and another friend and like his coworker who was a woman, we were in this like gay kind of leather bar there. Yeah. And like, it was like early in the night and we were like, oh, like, let's look at the dark room. And, like, we went in and, like, the bouncer was, like, this is not a place for girls. Like, talking about his coworker, And it was, like, you don't know how she identifies. And also, like, fuck you. And also, fuck you. You know what I mean? And was really, like, aggressive about it. It was just, like, these, like, it's, like, just kind of an old school, like, gay, not queer kind of space. Well, it's no different than, like, an all-boys Catholic school or, like, a frat. Right. It's, like, this isn't, this can't last. Right. And it's the kind of thing where it's, like, like, you... uh, it's like things are already implicitly like that mm-hmm. and anybody who like doesn't identify as a man and wants to come it's like why stop them yeah. if you're gonna be like okay like this will be a room where like people are having gay sex like if yeah. you want to be if you want to come like that's not an issue right. you know what i mean yeah. it's like yeah. why do you have to make that explicit it already is like implicitly like like that right right let them decide for themselves if they want to be in that space or not did you right. go to the underwear party yeah did she go to the underwear party no she I actually left. think she had left by that point. She she was only there like. Is that all? Are women allowed to go to that? Um, it's a good question. I don't know. Yeah, we have to what find about, out. Like, trans women. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's like in any like it is really like it feels like trans exclusive a little totally, bit. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I have a. You probably know Damien. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He and I talk about this a lot because he is bisexual, and so like we talk about mm-hmm. just like the, how trans exclusionary gay male spaces can be. Yeah. And I'm always like, I am so glad I don't have to like navigate that because it seems like it. Yeah, totally. Other, and it sucks too because it's like you expect it from 
straight people who are right. to be transphobic, but when it's within the own, your own community, it's like, this is extra shitty because it's like, we already have so few spaces we can occupy. Why are we making tra- Fire Island trans-exclusionary? Right. It's yeah. it's literally also the kind of thing where it's like, who cares? Like, it's like, wh- yeah. like why do you, literally, why does it bother you? Like, yeah. who comes in? Like, there, there's a, a bajillion people here, and because of the nature of it, it will mostly be like, cis gay men yeah. right like just by the numbers so like why are you like having to go out of your way to be like and by the way even if you wanted to come no yeah. like yeah. fucking relax it's so weird <sighs> that's a bummer it was kind of a bummer yeah that sucks and it was interesting i had an interesting relationship with fire island because i was like kind of knowing that and having had that experience in provincetown i was like ready to roll my eyes at it and then instead i did go and actually had an amazing time overall yeah. <laughs> because i was like I was like, right, this space actually is built for me. Yeah, like, yeah. cis, yeah. white, like, you know, wealthy gay man. Like, yeah, it's actually going to work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you so, have fun at the underwear party? No. I didn't like the underwear party. Why not? Well, f- first of all, it was like monkeypox. So I was like... I think, I, wait, when were you there? What week? August 3rd to 10th. Okay, no. But I was there. Monkeypox, I guess, is a long time. I was around monkeypox, too, for nine right. minutes. And I was like, I have to roll. I can't be here anymore. Yeah, it was just like, I think I could have gotten into, already I'm like that kind of space. I'm like, I don't really connect with that so much. I'm not yeah. like so circuity. And then with the monkey box, I was like, all right. Like I'm not, I, if I can't enjoy the thing of like, if I can't throw myself into it by being like, all right, I'm going to like grind or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, this is, and actually also there is a thing that happens where like you see so many people in underwear. Like the hottest guy I saw there was wearing like shorts. Cause I was like, what the fuck is under there? Right, yeah. as opposed to someone seeing like a million people in skimpy underwear, I'm like, right, I get it. Yeah, like shorts, I'm like, holy shit, you've got a <laughs> cock in there, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I gotta see that thing, suit. right? Yeah, exactly. It's like actually, it is hot to like withhold something a little bit. Yeah, yeah. or like and like a guy with boxers, I was like, Ugh. that's yeah. amazing. That's yeah. fun. So lessons, everybody lessons. can be like less can be more actually. The I what you said about just like gay men excluding people it. Kind of like in the name of their own repression, being like yeah. what represses our space. It is very like women. I've heard women make that argument with like yeah. trans women in sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like smart liberal women being like, well, like women have been oppressed and this is like their well, space. Not to be so like, smart, obviously. Yes, yeah. not. Yeah. It's, it's like, always, it's that's always terpy. the dynamic. It's always like, like leveraging that like mm-hmm. into being op- oppressive for other people. It's such a bummer. Well, it sucks because it's like, well, you don't even understand your own oppression if you're going to be exclusive yeah, about right. it. Yeah, right. You don't understand yeah. that like a path to liberation is going to include uh, everybody. You know, yeah, yeah. The title of that, a path to liberation is going <laughs> right. with everybody. Wait, I do no, have literally more, to get back to your original voice club. I do have more. I have questions about your throuple. Oh yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So you said you've been dating him for or this third. The mm-hmm. three of you have been dating for two months. Yeah. Um. Has there been anything you like didn't expect that you love? That I love. Um. Well, I love when the two of them like make out and have sex. I think like that makes me really happy. Oh, um. Awesome. And I think it's really like hot and sweet. So that's really nice. Um. It's really nice to have like two people paying attention to you. Yeah. Or two people just talk. It's just like it feels like it's like warmer and fuller. So that's really nice. I think that I didn't expect that's harder. That I like. Like you were like, oh, do you all live together? It's like it actually is really hard to like navigate that part of it like sleeping all together because Anand and I have full beds and Mike has a queen bed and so it's like it's actually really hard to all sleep yeah. together <laughs> like yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it's like and we're not like Mike and I are not good sleepers so it's like 
you know, and it's like, haha, what are we going to do? But it's actually like, no, this is hard because then it's like, who's going to leave? Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like if we're all, or like how, you know, how do we do that? Yeah. So that's actually like surprisingly really tricky. Like these, yeah. like some of these of these like logistical things are hard. And that also comes up with like, okay, well, if two of us can hang out, like how do we navigate like the other people feeling like kind of left out? Sure. You know, that's like yeah. a little tricky. Also, I imagine, I mean, obviously you and I have a, a longer history. Is right. Ever, like, right. Does it ever feel... I guess maybe Mike probably is better to speak on that, but yeah. like weird about, you know, yeah, like less time. And the, yes, but also it's like that stuff that we like just talk through and, sure. you know, yeah. it's like not so, it's not so hard to be like, cause actually a lot of it is like, you're used to dealing with that kind of thing. Like with like friends, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the feelings are not so unusual right. being like, Oh, I'm hanging out with these two people who have a longer relationship. Like, right. That happens actually in life. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the cool, th- I don't know a ton about, um, non-monogamy or, kink communities but just from knowing friends who have been parts of those things as examples it's yeah like, and i think this is queerness has this as well where it's like they actually and transits for that matter in being a um almost not in opposition but a, a different experience to like the cis het yeah. monogamous right straight-laced uh worldview a lot of people have mm-hmm. it does kind of show you like yeah here's three people in a relationship together showing you how like communication can really like Right. It's bring you up a level. Like, how can you bring that into your monogamous relationship? Does, yeah. does that make sense? I'm not yes. very articulate, but like, it does show you. It's same thing with kink. Like the extensive consent, right? And, like discussion of boundaries and what they like and don't like. Even though it is something that some people might think is like over the top for them in terms of what they want to have in their sexual relationship, the like establishment of boundaries and consent is like something everybody should bring into their life. Yeah, totally. So I think it's really awesome that it's like something that more people are exploring and talking about because I hope that it will make its way into monogamy in a way that like people are taking from that what is great about it for everyone. Right. It like what's nice about it is like you have to be really explicit about Mm -hmm. like rules and expectations because there's not like scripts in the same way that there are for monogamy. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like actually like okay, what does it mean for, like, two out of the three people to be hanging out? And, like, how do we navigate those feelings? And, like, that kind of gets at a lot of questions about a relationship. And, like, you know, monogamy has so many scripts and expectations. And it's nice to actually, like, have to kind of question those and and take from them what you want and and build other structures when you want those too. In college, they make us do these stupid roommate Mm-hmm. Contracts agreements. Oh really? Where we come up. Where'd you yeah. go to college? Elon University. Apparently, really cutting edge in the contract agreement Wait, we department. Those too. Yes. Maybe it was in North Carolina. Southern thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh wow, that's kind of nice though, actually. Yeah. And but in life, like that never happens. And no, it's so no. true. It's like okay, like let let's actually like specify and iron out what it is that each person needs and expects. Totally. It actually beautiful. right like. So, and so often, like conflict comes because those implicit expectations are different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that. We run a small business together. <laughs> you, guys like, you guys do. You guys do. It's important to communicate. A business that is hemorrhaging money. Yeah. <laughs> Are you getting what you need from me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I, I think that that's so true that I feel like in my last relationship, it mm-hmm. was the thing where the expectations were not explicit going in. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, over time, as things in life come up and ex- where those mm-hmm. expectations kind of meet ahead, then you just you were like, oh, we never talked about this, but I thought, when, you know, yeah, having yeah, yeah. more, yeah, you have, yeah. you're, it forces your hand to really talk about things. Yeah. When, a, a time where I really feel it as a boys club specifically is like when I talk about it with my dad and my brother sure. who are both in straight, you know, monogamous relationships mm-hmm. and they're both like, yeah, that I, I'm jealous <laughs> <laughs> that like, you know, and whatever, like there's like weird kind of gender politics of it, but that they're both like it. Like on both sides, they're like they're like, 
they're like, I don't think I would want to be open. Like, I don't think I could handle like my partner hooking up with other people. And, but like, it's it just so like, just because it's so ingrained and they're so like mm-hmm. kind of tracked to it. They're like, it would just feel like such a violation or a deviation that would feel so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but they're like, it's so cool yeah. that you can do it. Well, it is so fucked that like our, our greatest moniker of trust mm-hmm. is sexual monogamy. Yes. And yes. Like, totally. What is that like there are right. so many things I feel that would actually be a breach of my trust more so with Maddie than her kissing somebody else, right? Right. right. Or hooking up with somebody else. Like right. there's so yeah. many other things that right. are paramount in my life, right? That are okay. Well, especially yeah. with queerness, where it's like you could have two bottoms that are in a relationship and like maybe don't fulfill each other. No, exactly. No, totally. Yeah. Or if you're like verse or whatever, you know what yeah. I mean? Like you get different sexual things yeah. from different people. Yeah. It also feels really not like like. The violation of cheating is like the lying part. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that, or that's such a big part of it. And like, so it doesn't feel like, you know, it, it doesn't feel like a violation at all when, yeah, to have your partner sleep with yeah. someone else to me, at least. Yeah, no, definitely. It yeah. absolutely It's the secrecy and the lying. Right, it. exactly. It's like, oh, there's something you're keeping from me. That's mm-hmm. really scary, actually. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's my boys' club. That's awesome, though. And it really is like boys' time. I'm always like, I'm always like, my, how my boys doing? <laughs> it really is like something about like the idea of like we are all boys is like actually kind of part of it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, Charlie, our last question for you is: What is a boys' club you would like to see in the world? Some community like you would like to create in the world. Um, oh, I think I kind of answered this one wrong. Let me, can I well, read? That's okay. You can, you can no, answer okay. it any way you want. We're very... <laughs> okay, this is... I had two answers for this. I'm going to give both of them. Okay. But we'll talk only about one of them. One of the, <laughs> one of them I wrote down was everyone at the pizza place I'm in. I was in a pizza place and it was like, it was like vibey and it was like a lot of different kinds of people there and I was like... Where was it? it all? So it was in like Gowanus. It was oh, a place pretty. near um, Life World. I get what you mean though. Sometimes you're in a space and you're like... We would all get really along. Like, right. who's going to open this conversation up? Because I think we would all be friends. And it's kind of fun when you're like, oh, lots of different walks of life, but here we are congregating, yeah. eating pizza right now. Yeah. Um, the other one, I actually don't love either of my answers for this. The other one is, I was like, <laughs> I was thinking about how I was like, I'm jealous of like straight people do like activities sometimes. Like, they go like bowling or they do like a game night. And I was like, I want to do a game night. So I was like, no, I want to start that. that shit. Yeah. I know, me too. I'm like, yeah. I want to. I would have pegged you for a game night guy. Totally. And it, it, and that's actually right because I love it. Yeah. And I just don't. And I'm Wait, always waiting game? for other people, but I'm like, I can do it. Have yeah. you played code names? I see it right it's here. Right yes. I think so. <laughs> we were talking code about that yesterday. We like that one. This is so sponsored fun. by Code Have you played? We love Code Names. <laughs> Have you played Catan? Yes. Okay. I haven't played that one yet, but that's one everybody. Yeah, always, it's, a, it's a really fun one. Always talking about. They are just fun. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I think, you know, our like default like way of hanging out is like chatting. Mm-hmm. And just chatting, it's like we're all very good at it, but it's actually like hard. And the whole thing of the appeal of like an activity is that you chat, but with something to focus your attention onto mm-hmm. and it makes it way easier. Well, there's always something to talk about. There's something to talk about because you're yeah. playing this game and it actually feels like I reference this all the time, but like there's a scene in Naruto where do you guys know it? Mm-hmm. Naruto. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's a scene where this, there's this one character who's like a fighter and he's in this really big, intense fight and he's like, it's like kind of neck and neck and everybody's like, damn, what's he going to do? And he's like, oh God, I got to like, 
you know, he like goes and he takes off these ankle weights that he's on and everybody's like, oh, so he's like, he has these ankle weights. So that like, it's, he's training harder than he actually, you know, and he drops them and they like, it's like a huge like dust cloud when he drops them because they're so heavy and everybody's like, holy shit. Like he's been like wearing these really heavy things. That's what it feels like. Like a thing where you're training much harder than you're actually. When you're just having conversations. Wait, just chatting is like, that's actually like the hard version of it. I think that about dates. So I used to take, when I lived in Chicago, there was this like board game bar that I Uh would take all of my two dates too. Uh (laughs) All both of them. It was like the first date. And it was like, I loved that because I don't drink. So it's like already but like where else are you gonna go on a date like right. that's such an awkward thing to yeah. be like we're at this bar and i actually don't drink and you're, you're drinking and i'm drinking a seltzer and like we're here to have just like have a conversation and right. it's like no give us a game yeah give us an activity that's actually like great idea for it's a first so date. true yes. you actually need an activity you think i'd be married by now <laughs> also, <laughs> so it's like, dinner is hard like dinner is like i hate you will never see me eating dinner Dinner is six months. If I'm <laughs> dinner six is months, six months. Because kind of with anyone, dinner is hard because you're like, mm, like I, these potatoes are actually good. You're like, oh, kill me. Like yeah. it's so hard. It needs to be someone that you are very comfortable in silence with because mm. you're yeah. eating. You're eating. You're eating you're, food. Or somebody yeah. you haven't caught up with in so long who's like, we have so much to talk yes, about. Yes, exactly. Those are the yeah. options. Yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, it's like it Over runs out quick. Basket. Mm-hmm. Something about dinner. It's like it's not good. I yeah. hate Well, because nobody is like a food critic who's going to have anything useful to say about the food. It's like, yeah, like you said, these potatoes are great. Like, Wait, it's like, it's like good or bad. Or like you're like, oh, it's interesting they did this to them. Yeah. Okay. I also just, like, like, wait, this is where the eating disorder part of me comes out onto uh, the pod once every episode right now. <laughs> I think food is so, food is a landmine for so many people. Totally, totally. Like, yeah. everyone has such a weird, different relationship with food. Mm. That would be like, let's all go for a run together. It's like everyone runs different. It's weird to, mm. like, food to me, it's like not a communal activity that we should it's very mm-hmm. intimate food is mm-hmm. so intimate mm-hmm. to it's eat dinner with a person is yeah. crazy i like the idea i'm gonna start rec- recommending to our friends who are dating to take people to a board okay. game bar yeah maybe i'll open a board game bar for first date. there's definitely yeah. one in the west village yeah there is I forget uncommons i think it's called although the yes i've been there is it good yeah i've nice. passed by it and i've always like been like that looks fun the concern though is that like it's like people can get kind of crazy with board games but that might be a good way to get that red flag out of it's the true, way it's true it's like sorry i'm like gonna be a little bit psycho about this yeah. stuff yeah. If, it's, yeah. if that's not for you because i think at least you can maybe suss out if people are like psycho about board games in a fun way where it's like oh you're just like competitive and fight. like we have friends like that right. or if yeah. it's like oh you're scaring me you're scaring me i don't want to <laughs> be around a red this flag. Yeah. yeah it also if you can be like if it's okay there's something hot about someone that can show respect to a really dumb thing mm-hmm. and an appropriate amount of investment. That's hot. Normal sounds incredibly so well adjusted. True. So true. You're like, yeah, I know this is really stupid, but I'll be respectful and try and yeah. not be. Yeah. Totally. That's like, what a be? Okay. I'm, t- I'm actually saying an INTJ is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> so there's INTJs that are really good at just like having yeah. an appropriate amount of investment in board games. Is that yeah. the only Myers-Briggs that feels that way you think? Also INFJ. Okay. Mm-hmm. How are you as a board game player? Competitive. Competitive, yeah. Unfortunately. And funny. <laughs> I seriously get funny as hell on a board game. I am making people laugh. Like I it's, do love the opportunity to riff on the board game. Yeah, that is it's like, I, is a good space for me. How are you about, do you like the, um, I don't even know what the, like Quiplash and that like genre no. of game? You don't like those? No. I was actually, my... Whiplash? Quiplash. It's like the ones on the TV. It's like you have to be creative. Phone. No. I, I want to be collecting cards and... 
doing points and yeah. I need I to risk. Be, it's like, no I risk. like work at yeah. work. Yeah. No, I risk do is like, a psycho fucking I do game. like risk. What is, have you played risk? I don't think so. Psychotic world It's like domination. world domination. Like there's a map. My favorite game right now is Ticket to Ride. Ticket to Ride. I don't know that Yeah, one. you build trains. It's a train building <laughs> game. It's awesome. awesome. It's so fun. I'm trying to think about, oh, you more. know what I got really into over lockdown with my family was, um, Oh, uh, Rumikube? Rumikube? Yes. Love My mom, game. brother, and I played Rumikube so much as, like, like in my like youth. Rounds childhood. and rounds and rounds during the, the yeah. pandemic. It was, like, it was okay. all we did every night. It was, it's like, the end so of the night fun. we played it. It was the best. I, I want to get one for here because it's so fun. Rumikube. Rumikube? Okay. Yeah, you should, actually. Rumikube is sick. It's a fun game. Yeah. It's, like, kind of like a sequence game, colors matching things it's up. It's basically but you like the gin rummy, but with like tiles that make a pretty sound. Yeah, okay. they do make a pretty sound. Yeah, that's a big part of it. Yeah. Wow. They're, it's really fun. I, um, I'm i trying to think of anything. We played Uno the other day. Classic. That's a classic. Yeah. Do you like poker? Yes. I don't know if I know how to play poker. I'll teach you how to play poker. You don't yeah, play? Yeah, poker's fun. Oh, yeah. Okay. My, I'm not good at it. If I went to a casino, I think I would do like roulette or the slots. Yeah. If I went to a casino, I think I would lose everything I own. Yeah. Because I think that I know how I would Yeah, I don't know if I would take you to one. That is an addiction that is mm. absolutely under the surface, like mm. waiting to get exposed. Yeah. Well, that's what yes. I, I played poker recently. And what I learned about myself is that like, I just always want to buy in because I want to see. Yeah. Like, like you know, the a, a yeah. decision you have to make in poker is you're like, realistically, the cards I have will not become amazing. But there's a chance if I get this one very, very unlikely card... That it could be incredible, mm-hmm. and I will always make the decision to see it. I'm like, yeah. I want to see, I want to know. Yeah, but that's not a good, a smart financial decision. <laughs> yeah. You actually want to cut your losses and like. Yes, I'm certainly an optimist with games yes, like that where I'm like, exactly. I'm gonna win. Like right. I'm gonna bet on myself, which right. is also I would probably always bet on yourself. Yeah, mm-hmm. in this to world. a detriment probably in mm-hmm. poker for me. But we talk about Ellis Island, mm-hmm. so bringing it back full circle. <laughs> yeah, here's why I think I would be a gambling addict. Mm-hmm. Well, one, my dad, his grandfather was an alcoholic also, and he would always gamble away his paycheck and mm-hmm. then pass out at the bar uh-huh. and pee himself literally, and then my dad would have to come in somebody's and carry basement. Him home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes, and then. An ancestor in Ireland. There's this like whole story about how he gambled away a family farm in a game of roulette. Whoa! And that's why we don't have a family farm in Ireland. Oh, wow! Yeah, that could be just to be like you think you know, it's still be in the family. Be, I don't know. <laughs> you do wonder, it's like where they just poor and they're like, oh, little one, we used to have lots of, we used to have a farm, yeah. and it's, it's like, like good, great accent work on the pod. <laughs> I um, that's I, I feel like that's <laughs> you're welcome. My my like Irish side of my family too also alcoholism and lots of sadness in, in Ireland mm-hmm. yeah very depressed folks it is. yeah, yeah. Well, but the, you're gonna the learn troubles, about it in your yeah. book probably it does seem like it's very hard a you, lot of it, there's a lot of it was like really quite violent yeah a lot of bombs going off I just yeah. like, an Irish gun. movie the other day After yeah. Sun did you see After Sun nope mm-hmm. oh I've heard it's great Paul Mescal yeah it's, it's the hottest oh, person in the yes. world Wait, I see it. is it out now that's Phoebe Bridgers boyfriend 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 but Maddie and I do send each other photos of the two of them and like that's us that's wild yeah that's i did not put that together yeah the normal people normal people yeah okay i didn't realize that no it was a beautiful it was beautiful you should see it it was so beautiful what's it on um okay i went to williamsburg cinema okay by myself which you, is my favorite thing to do this is how you have time to see all these movies you go to movies by yourself yeah I go it's alone. so true yeah yeah you just gotta go alone i went on 8 30 on a like a sunday i should do that sometime it's nice it's, i think that that is how movies were intended to be absorbed and seen sometimes i do prefer to watch things by myself maybe not a comedy but like a movie that it was just like a sad not sad but it was like a melancholy slow i gotta say movie. maybe less so now but certainly like because now 
there's nothing I want to consume that I don't want to hear Maddie's opinion about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like now I would want to watch with her. Going to the movies with your partner is like what it's all about. Yeah. It's so nice. Oh my God. But like at, there was a time where I was like, oh, I prefer to watch movies by myself. But I think that was because I didn't have somebody. I was like, I really want to know what you think of this too. Yeah. Oh my God. I love going to BAM with Anand. Did you see a little life there? That's a boys club. I'll, no, that I actually a little fucking life. hate that. Like, I hated that book. Is there? I did. You know, I didn't finish a little life. Yeah, but you know, I bought it and carried it around right. and tried. <laughs> Showed people. Yeah. yeah, real try, real. Some hard. books are meant to be shown, not read. Wait, why did I buy it? Because I googled Anthony from Queer Eye, and oh. he said his favorite book is that. And oh then I was God, like, okay, it's I should so read it. I bet it's that like, was a curated answer. It's so long. <laughs> it's bad. It's it's maudlin and like gross. Um, I. Wait, this is something I know from listening to your podcast like, that you very recently finished. Not very recently, but within the last couple of months, finished Moby Dick. Yeah, that which I is something I, Fire Island. I read. Yeah, <laughs> I read that subverting it. Um, yeah. I read that in college, like mm-hmm. ages ago, and yeah. by read I mean skimmed. Is right, a college of course. Thing. Um, but it made me think about like there's all these class because I just finished No Country for Old Men, mm-hmm. which I loved. And the I was like, book. maybe I'm now at a place in my life. Yes, the book. You live a whole life I know nothing about. <laughs> <laughs> it's so crazy that you read that whole book. I know, isn't I was talking about this with Maddie. When you hear a friend or like a close friend or a partner mm-hmm. like mention a song or an artist or something that like they listen to that they love that you like didn't know that they love, you're like, oh, you're listening to this music and you're connecting with it. There's like something so erotic about that. You're like, there's yeah. stuff about this you is, I still don't know. This is like Anand is constantly like, and it's like he Anand's in law school. He like works really hard. Wow. He like does he, he tutors. He like you know is busy. Mm-hmm. And then he'll still sometimes be like, oh like that new episode. Whatever he'll like reference like having watched like a new episode of like a Housewives franchise. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. we are texting all day. Yeah. I know what you're. It's like when the fuck do you have the time? Like yeah. I don't believe you. What are you doing? Like yeah. It's like, how is this possible? Totally. Like, he's constantly like, oh, yeah, I just like, I don't know, I watch. I'm like, it doesn't add up. It's yeah. insane. Yeah. I, I, and amazing. I have a lot of respect for it. Yeah. But I did just finish that book. And it made me think, like, I maybe had a place in my life where I'm, like, old enough and mature enough to be like, I can actually read one of those classics mm-hmm. and see what it's all about. Because yeah. Because in college, even, I was like, Jane Austen, whatever. Yeah. Like, you, know? yeah. you know what's interesting is, like, you get a little bit, like... I felt like I was able to read it and get a sense of like what's cool about it. Like you just have a little bit more perspective on it. Mm-hmm. Like not necessarily like intellectual or literary perspective. Sure. Like I think you probably have more of that in college. Yeah. And be like, oh, what is this doing? Because you're immersed in it more. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And like you have some, I was like, I'm reading it. I'm like, I'm getting some of the literary stuff, but like, I don't know. I felt like it got like, I understood the vibe of it or could, could contextualize it like within the world better a little more. Mm-hmm. Like being like, okay, so I was like, I get why this is popular. It's like fun in these ways and it's cool in these ways. And it's like, you know, it's remarkable to read in in, in this way. Yeah. And actually like some of that is more obvious when you're less focused on like close reading the symbolism, close right. reading like what it's doing in a literary sense. Yeah, like what yeah. essay am I going to write about this? That, yeah. Like, right. You're, exactly. You're so zoomed in on right. it. Right. Then I'm reading it. I'm like, I get it. Like it's, it's like this, it's fun like this and 
you know, yeah, remarkable yeah. like this. And you probably are way more tuned into the way that it makes you feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is probably you're reading point. it as like in the way where you're like, I actually I'm not reading this for anything. Like, let me just try to like figure it out. Yeah, you know? yeah. Or, or, and I don't have to go super fast because I don't have to read 200 pages by Tuesday. Like, right, exactly. Which is like, pace oh my god. Right. I was we both you were an English major as well. I was an English major in yeah. college, and that was my least favorite thing. Would they be like, yeah, 200 pages from like the Tuesday to Thursday class? I'm like, fucking who has time to read that? Right, you're like that's impossible. Yeah, like you when literally are asking like that's like a bad. Like, don't do that. Yeah, Have yeah. us read slowly and more fully. Like, I understand you want to read these two epics in the semester. It's not going to happen. Yeah. No. You're actually just ask, ugh, You're I, asking. You're asking us to skim. <laughs> pedagogically, like, I hate that. Yeah. I think it's a bad teaching policy. Yeah. Do you know Edna St. Vincent Millay, the yeah. poet? <laughs> okay. I was an English major, but I never read what they assigned. And mm-hmm. I just remember there was one semester mm-hmm. where I just read this biography of mm-hmm. Edna St. Vincent Millay because mm-hmm. I just thought she was a cool, hot girl. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what was she about? Yeah. Which is so strange. Right. I was like, had an Edie Sedgwick right. kick. And I yeah. feel like they're like the similar yeah. Zelda Fitzgerald. Right. Like, I don't know what. I feel like you would love biographies because you love to know about people. I lo- I do. I love And it's a good way to learn about history, actually. Yeah. Because yes. you're like, oh, that's what it was like. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I don't want to you get a really Sinatra. like lived in sense of the world, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Wait, Bam. I've never been to Bam. I think that's a boys' club. I want to go to Bam. I mm-hmm. think it's fascinating. What, mm-hmm. I'm so. Is it Brooklyn Arts Museum? Brooklyn Academy of Music. But yes, it, it has music. movies, but it also has it's a little theater. life stage. And then it, it has a theater, and it has like a stage. Yeah. And cool. there's dance there. Mm-hmm. And then you're a five minute walk from Fort Green Park. Yeah, it's and, awesome. And wow, it's I, a good institution. Where is Bam? Like downtown Brooklyn. Cool. It's like not far from Barclay yeah. Center. It's cool, near cool, the cool. stop and shop. <laughs> right near the stop and shop. We've come full circle. Um, Charlie, would you like to plug your socials before we go? Sure. My socials are Chunk Barty on all <laughs> platforms, on Twitter and Instagram, and TikTok technically, I guess. Um, C-H-U-N-K-B-A-R-D-E-Y. That's awesome. it. Awesome. And, we'll, and my podcast, of course. Yeah. Exploration Live. Check it out. It's very good. Uh, we'll get out of here on a smooch. One, two, three. Hey boys, thanks for listening to our podcast, Boys Club. Connor, where can they find you on socials? You can find me on Instagram at Connor Janda, that's C O N O R, Panda with a J. You can find me at Nico Carney, N I C O Carney, C A R N E Y. You can follow both of us at Boys Club Comedy on Instagram. We have a monthly show at Club Coming, last week of the month. Uh, if you're in New York City, you better come hang out, come part, be part of the club. Okay, see you soon, boys. XOXO. Bye.